0: Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life, so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel, and ladies, I have a question for you. Are you tired of feeling like you're the one putting in all the effort to make your relationships work? Then go to speakingofpartnership.com right now and click on the big red Tell Me More button, and find out how you can get men to do their part. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I'm excited to bring you today's featured guest, Joanna Kennedy. Joanna, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Ken. I'm excited to join you.
0: For those of you who may not know Joanna yet, she is a passion and intimacy expert. She helps singles and couples who struggle with love and sex Put the healthy, hot, and happy back into dating and relating. Joanna believes there are too many nice guys who finish last. Too many successful women who can't seem to find a great man. And way too many people in the friend zone. She'll help you get past those challenges so you can find and build a relationship where you fall in love over and over again. Where the sex stays hot and the love runs deep. Joanna Take a minute and fill in any blanks from the intro, and and give us a glimpse into your personal life, if you would.
1: Sure. I laugh when when we go into that space, because if you knew me 20 years ago, you would know that I was, well, it's not quite 20 years ago, but certainly 17, somewhere in there. I was an electrical engineer in the oil and gas and high-tech industries in the 90s in the the good old boy network of of Houston, Texas. And it was there that I had this wake-up call about some of the the devastating impact on on relationship. I'd recently gone through a divorce and discovered how I had basically sold myself out and lost myself in that and also had a really warped sense of of men and so it was that whole combination of of odd experiences that put me into the that corporate world and that highly masculine corporate world and the the woman in me that was really really lost and really really sad and it's that journey that had me wake up and know that that I was so committed to bringing women back into who they authentically are and inviting men back into being authentically who they are.
0: That's fantastic. So let me ask you then, because one of the things that I found for myself is it's really, really helpful to have, I call it a guiding principle, but for some people it's just a quote or a mantra, something that they... They kind of point themselves towards, especially when they get off track and that's what brings them back. Is there there a guiding principle that you have regarding partnership and and how does this apply in your life and how could it apply in our our listeners' lives?
1: (laughs) It's funny that you ask that. There are several, but I was just sharing with a friend one that is this morning that is a combination of two different teachers of mine and uh, I may—it's been so many years—and I remember my the where I where I came to out of it. But the essence was that one teacher said effectively that from a relationship standpoint, that authenticity equaled intimacy, and another teacher said uh, freedom equals intimacy or I'm sorry, freedom equals authenticity. So that idea that freedom, spiritual freedom, like the ability to be free in who I am, was all about authenticity. And then I went back to the relationship definition and uh, the intimacy was equal to authenticity. And I went, oh my God, freedom equals intimacy. And that's such one of those... uh, sometimes still to this moment it's like the mind can't totally comprehend it because we get this idea that we can't be free in relationship or that partnership can be a trap or I have to be a certain way so I can't really be me because they'll be upset or all of those different aspects. And then when I really come back to that intimacy is the language of love. And so it's just always been really profound uh, to think about Intimacy equals freedom
0: Yeah, that that will definitely keep you on track
1: (laughs) It really does I can never be trapped if I'm genuinely first intimate with myself and Then intimate with my partner
0: Yeah, I like that viewpoint because it it, and it is the intimate with yourself is like you said being authentic being true to yourself
1: Absolutely, and we hide from ourselves all the time. I mean (laughs) Self-denial and, oh, I shouldn't think that way. And I don't want anybody to know about that about me. And and we're so disconnecting with our own relationship. And then the impact is double, triple, quadruple, or more in than the partnerships that we try to create when we're trying to hide ourselves.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's a whole lot more work.
1: Whole lot more work. <laughs> and, and interestingly... This is probably another piece of wisdom that ca- I was teaching on this idea for a long time but another one that came to me and, and I was so guilty of this was uh, I'd heard you know the phrase from when I was very young and it pissed me off when a guy said it to me but you can't love another until you love yourself. And I remember this gentleman that I was very interested in in college who said i will never date you cuz you don't like you. And i was pissed. And then it was, you know, 15 years later and i'm like, oh my god, he was right. And the the so there's that piece of it. And then and i'd been teaching on self-love for a long time, but then i ran across an article a year or so ago where this 40-year marriage therapist wrote about the number one destroyer in her experience of Uh, romantic relationships was self-abandonment and uh, not other, not being abandoned by somebody else, not being betrayed, not being rejected, but self-abandonment and the idea that my relationship with me is actually the most important relationship to have before I ever think about having a relationship with somebody else.
0: Yeah, it's. we'd love to point the finger and go, oh, no, it's all about them. But truth is, it really comes down to us. It starts at home, as they say. So thank you for those insights, because those are a fantastic way to start our show off. And I want to ask you something, because one of the, one of the things, Joanna, that, that our listeners really love about the show is the stories that our guests share. And, and I'd love to dive into one right now. If you would mind, take us to a time in your life when, well, you kind of tripped up in a partnership, I, just tell us what was going on what 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 you tripped up on and and then we can explore what what you learned from that experience and how it helped you move forward.
1: It's funny. I'm I'm trying to think of a specific time and yet the the self abandonment piece is was so pervasive. And well, okay, so it was pervasive for Years and years, and I still catch myself at times that, you know, being present to what's the truth, but I guess maybe going back a ways, I come to a moment before I married my ex-husband, and uh, I watched him, we were actually moving him across the country right after college, and I watched the interaction with his parents as we left his house to move him 2500 miles across the country and there was no affection and there was no I love you and I knew and I was really into this guy and I did eventually he proposed a few months later and and I married him and there was That knowing, I remember getting in the car to start that drive and, 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 and just being so floored because it was so important to me and that I wasn't, I was just mind blown, but I was so into him that I continued and there were, and it became one of the issues. There were several, but certainly one of the issues that contributed to the end of our relationship was me not getting enough affection. And I had the red flags and I knew it was important. But, oh, you can deal without that. Oh, you're being too needy. Oh, you're all these ways that I discounted my own needs and my own intuition. And that was a a big big contributor there. And I guess the other part that that plays into that that ties back to the so that was self abandonment. And the other aspect of that is the the self love piece is that, you know, hindsight, this one I didn't know about until later. But with him, there was actually an aspect of of neediness that was showing up. And it was because I was so not in love with myself, I was, I had so much, honestly, self hatred at that point in time. And it wasn't until I really realized how disconnected from myself I was that I, you know, had to go back and in consciousness say, I'm sorry to you because you could have never loved me enough for me to feel loved. There was such a hole in my own relationship with me. So those were two big contributors um, to my Divorce back in my 20s that uh, that play directly into my relationship with myself
0: Well, thank you for sharing those because I can tell you there's no doubt that many of us listening including myself uh, can relate very closely to those experiences and Realizing uh, as you said there was a hole in your relationship with yourself. And I think a lot of us have that Um, And it's funny. I'm reminded of a a phrase that uh, I heard from I think it was alison armstrong that said um, relationships sink from the holes that are in them when they start.
1: Mm. Wow, I haven't heard her say that and that's great.
0: And I think it's very very accurate in many situations of we just act like it's not there even though we we see those indicators and we want to dismiss them because like you were saying, you were very into this guy. You you wanted the thing so bad, you would dismiss the other stuff, That oh, I'll get through that, that'll be fine, yep. that'll solve itself, or that'll be different when we're at this stage in our relationship, whatever it is. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. So I wanna switch gears a little bit, and a lot of times people think it's it's a very similar question, but actually it's, it's a little different. And what I'm wanting you to explore for us is a, a time when you had what I call one of those duh moments, where it's literally like a light goes off, and you're sitting there going, how was I such a knucklehead? How, how did I miss this? And what I'd love to do is have you expand on, on, you know, once this wake up happened, how did you turn that into a building block for future partnerships?
1: Well, there, there's an immediate one that comes to mind. And, and it may not be a thousand percent on, but it, it feels right. And uh, again, it's, it's a little bit related to what we've been talking about. Um, there was a a gentleman that I dated oh three or four months several years back, and there were really great things about the connection, and our physical life never materialized and so we had both said that we were wanting to take it slowly, but this was really slow and again, it was a place where I was kind of paying attention but not really. And when I finally said, you know, I finally I'm like, "All right, what's going on here?" He's like, "It's just physically not working for me." And I'm like, "Okay." And the big aha really was that, that I was mad. For the first 48 hours I was really mad. And I remember finally that the one of the learnings that that I have had around all of this is the more that I can be genuine in what I feel, the more quickly it will lead me to the truth and the wisdom and the insight that's actually available. And so in this particular case that came into my mind, I'm like, all right, let yourself be mad. Just really let yourself. And so I sat down and I was just with it. And what that allowing myself to just, be mad. And it lasted all of 30 minutes, maybe, of just really being in it. And then afterwards, it was maybe 10 minutes later without any intention. I went, Oh my God, that's what I ignored. And that's what I ignored. And that's what I ignored. And that's what, and that's my responsibility. And that, and so allowing myself to go through that emotion, the aha of all the ways that I had contributed to that relationship not working. And I took responsibility for it in a big way. I'm like, oh my God, I so did exactly what you were talking about. I wanted to point the finger and blame. And the moment that I went, aha, I got it. Here's my responsibility. It was the, one of the most freeing experiences I've ever had and what was amazing and I think why the story came up was the next day still to this day was probably the most alive, radiant, extraordinary day that I'd ever had in my life. And I went out the next night to an event and I got asked, basically, I turned a couple of them down before they, they started to happen, but basically I had six men want to ask me out in about a 90 minute period the next evening and it was just extraordinary to realize that when i went oh my god here was my contribution here's what i didn't own and then i let myself be me i was so magnificently attractive it was mind blowing
0: that is a very cool wake up it was
1: it was pretty it was pretty amazing
0: yeah and i mean i'm sure it was a very intense experience and and it's funny it you reminded me as you were talking of uh, something that, that Dr. Lara Fernandez said when I interviewed her a few weeks ago, which was she was getting some counseling, relationship coaching and so on and you know, kind of ranting about the guys she dated and they're this and they're that. And her coach said, well, what's the common denominator? Yep. <laughs> yeah, they may be those things, but the common denominator is you. Yeah. You're the thing that was in all those relationships. So... Like you said, if you're holding on to that, well, then you're bringing that into every single relationship. And maybe that's just anybody would respond that way to you being in that space. So, yeah, that's kind of cool that you you had that very quick validation of what a shift it made for you when you went out and you're like, wow, I'm incredibly attractive tonight. I wonder what's going (laughs) on.
1: Oh, uh, the light is turned on.
0: (laughs) I'm a happy person again. That helps. (laughs) Fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. So what I'd love for you to share with us now is we're going to step away from the kind of missteps and instead go into a story of one of your proudest partnership moments. And again, this can be something from romance or family or career, whatever, whatever resonates for you. And I don't know about you, Joanna, but for me, when I think of a proud moment in partnership, it's one of those things where it, it's so obvious because it's where I can't help but smile when I think of it. Tell us about one of those times.
1: Mm there are moments of vulnerability. There are moments of where my mind and all my strategies got out of the way and, uh, and I could, you know, at the end of it, look back and say, oh my God, I didn't know that was coming. There's, a, there's two or three that are, that are kind of similar, but the, I suppose if I picked one of them, it would be, it was on a, an anniversary of being in relationship with someone. It was a year and we'd had our ups and downs in in the year. And certainly some of, you know, I'm committed to doing this work and so I'm living it all the time and noticing the part of me that would be totally in and then the part of me that wanted to hide. And that moment of letting down so completely any part of me that wanted to, to hide or not be vulnerable or... and to open up and let words that I could not have thought about and planned. I could not have said, this is what I want him to hear. But it was so letting myself get out of, letting everything that wasn't the essential truth get out of the way. And at the end being able to go, wow, I would have never known I could say that and I couldn't have planned it, but that was so perfect. And the words were very touching to him. And and they were touching to me, even though I was speaking to him about him. They touched a very, very deep place in me of partnership and of vulnerability and of intimacy. So it's it's those moments where you go beyond all of the surface stuff. And it's almost wordless, but it isn't.
0: You know... One of the things that that comes to mind here as you speak of that is, you know, as as coaches, you and I, we work with people around their relationships and communication and partnership and romance and all these different things. And one of the things that stands out is when you're somebody who's who's receiving that and, and you're working with someone, it can be very easy to get caught up in the formula.
1: Mm hmm.
0: And then we're so worried about doing it the way they said to do it or using it in this st- strategy that that we're not really there. We're not either hearing our partner or we're not communicating anything because we're actually just going, I got to say it this first, that second, this third. And when we can take that and, and know that we know the gist of what that is, that we that we've got the, the intention and we have that intention in how we're presenting ourselves, and then it comes out in our version. It's kind of like, you know, being a cook. Yes, they taught you how to make that specific meal, but ultimately you may put a little bit more salt or a little less of this or a little more of that. And you make it your own. And that's what what I heard when you were talking there, Joanna, is, is that's the piece of vulnerability of going, okay, I know how this works. I can now take my hands off the handlebars.
1: It's It was totally that. And... The other piece was, and, and as you were speaking, it brought me some, some even deeper clarity around some of, uh, some other related moments. They're the moments where, yes, let go of the formula and trust. And it's also the place where you bear your soul and you say the things that your mind tells you you shouldn't say. Like, I'm not crazy about this thing that you do or it hurts if you do this, or I don't know if I want to make love, or I don't know, I'm mad at you right now. Like it's those moments of saying things that in our mind are going to blow up a conversation, and they actually bring us, bring us closer together if we're willing to walk that path and that and that particular instance combined both of those cuz there were some things that even though it was the anniversary I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to be real about these pieces." And we were so much closer even though I talked about things that weren't quote positive.
0: Yes. Absolutely. There is there's much intimacy and honesty. Yes. Yeah. Well, we've been talking a lot about, you know, kind of past experiences and partnership. And what I'd love to do right now, Joanna, is, is bring the conversation to the present. And I'd love for you to share with us a partnership that's really exciting in your life right now.
1: Oh, there's two that immediately come to mind. But I'll, I, will, I will stick with my, my love partnership. And uh, I guess the, the implied question is here is why is it exciting? Sure. Is that what?
0: Yeah, that'd be great.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, It really is. For me, one of my purposes in relationship is uh, spiritual growth, personal growth. And we have been such phenomenal teachers for each other. And we've allowed ourselves to be that for one another. And we've both become and continue to become more of of who we are, less of the the shoulds and the masks and the mirrors and the well not the mirrors, but but all of the the pretense and falling away into something that is so much deeper and so much more real and profound than anything that I have experienced. And to continue to watch the invitation for me to still meet those edges of where it's scary to open or to show that much passion or whatever it is that my edge is. There's such a, a safe container for me to continue to unwind and become and allow and share more of who I am. And I see him each day stepping into more and more of who he is as I share my own experience and my own needs, wants, and desires. So it is, it is I guess in my mind, it's almost the, <laughs> well, I don't know, this may or may not be true, but it's my words in this moment of kind of the deepest for me and my imagination of what partnership means. It's the deepest experience of partnership in the good, the bad, and the ugly. Nice. And that's exciting for me.
0: Yeah, that sounds Very fantastic. Exciting. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Well,
0: Joanna, we've arrived at the Bring It All Home portion of the show, and this is where we actually step away from the stories. And now what we do is we provide simple, concrete guidance for our listeners so they can take that information, go home, and improve their partnerships right now. And Where I'd like to start is, what would you say is the best either partnership or relationship advice you ever received?
1: You can't love another until you love yourself. (laughs) which put into other words is Stop Abandoning You.
0: Fantastic. Thank you. And what would you say is maybe your favorite book or resource that you would recommend to our listeners, and and why that particular resource?
1: Oh, I'm going to go with the first one that popped into my head, Um, and it is Intimate Communion by David Data. And because it is a profound explanation of the masculine feminine dynamic at work and the differences in those two energies and why they can neutralize our passion or why they can ignite it, what it means to be a genuine, authentic woman, what it means to be a genuine, authentic man, and how relationships have evolved from the beaver cleaver relationships of the fifties to a very authentic partnership now. And, uh, so that was one of the first books that I read in this journey and it's, I still strongly recommend it.
0: Excellent. Yeah. He does some amazing work. Thank you for reminding us about that. So the last thing I'd like to do, Joanna, is, is have you leave our listeners with an example of the payoff of partnership. So if you would just share a really specific example of something you were able to do or create or experience that was really the result of being in partnership.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> it immediately takes me back to that. Well, and there was a very specific example, but the payoff is for me, one of the payoffs is when I'm in a really committed partnership, I get to have a mirror of where I am not fully open, where I am not fully conscious, where I am still judgmental, or where I still have unconscious, that's probably a better way to to put it, where the unconscious still shows up. And in that committed partnership, we can absolutely bring all of ourselves to the table and have the opportunity to be witnessed even in our challenges, be loved even in our challenges, and have the opportunity to move through them that could never have been available without partnership. The the, the hidden subtleties of what my ego might do that only becomes visible because of partnership. And when that partner is willing to be in that journey with you, it's extraordinary.
0: That's one of my favorites, too. I love that payoff. It's so precious. And it's very clear to me. I know it's clear to our listeners as well that you have Great enthusiasm for passion and for healthy and happy relationships. And I'd love for you to share with our listeners just how they can contact you and learn more about what you do specifically.
1: Yeah, absolutely. My website is thepathofintimacy.com. And that's the best way to get an overview of of everything that I do and, and bring to the table. And you can find some free gifts there so the path of intimacy.com
0: outstanding and joanna thank you so much you've been so brave so open so honest about your stories and, and your experiences it, it's really been incredible thank you so much for being on the show today
1: you are so welcome and it's amazing you know it that experience is just a piece of, of what i was talking about and you really created it and uh I I treasure that opportunity to be really real. So thank you.
0: You're very welcome. Peace. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday. So make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.